0: Uh, Like many things in life, there's a big disparity between men and women, but today we're talking about reproductive ageing. Researchers at Otago University have just been given a grant to look at whether the reproductive gap can be closed by increasing the longevity of reproductivity in women. They've been given nearly $337,000 to investigate uh, this possibility. It's come from the prestigious Global Consortium for Reproductive Longevity and Equity. And Dr. Mike Garrett is part of the team doing the work. He joins me now. Hi, Mike. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, I talked a bit about the disparity there. Tell me about the difference between men and women when it comes to reproductive ageing.
1: Well, uh, women go through menopause, so women cease being able to reproduce entirely from, say, 50 years of age, whereas men are able to keep producing um, babies uh, up until basically um, the end of their lives. So it's a really big difference in your ability to reproduce. And that has um, lots of impact on our lives, particularly in today's society, where people are choosing to have children uh, much later in life than they would have maybe 50 years
0: ago. Why is it something that you're interested in working on?
1: Uh, well, I'm interested in the aging process and why aging occurs, um, also why reproductive aging occurs. I mean, it's a bit of a mystery, really, why we would kind of purposely suppress or, or why we, so why our reproduction is suppressed late in life. And menopause is a particularly interesting situation because it's been assumed that it might be um, it might be adaptive, I suppose, for women to to, to stop reproducing, um, although we really don't know why it, why it occurs and whether there's anything we can do about it.
0: What are the theories? What is the best theory as to why women's um, reproductive abilities um, decline so much earlier than men's?
1: Well, so probably the most well-known hypothesis is called the grandmothering hypothesis. So it's been proposed that women stop reproducing themselves so that they can help their daughters bring up their offspring, so they can act as grandmothers. Um, And basically, they're not then going to be exposed to the costs of reproduction on their own bodies, so they may potentially be able to live longer um, and help bring up their grandchildren. Uh, I mean, it's still a very kind of controversial Theory, um, but that's one of the main theories for why women go through menopause.
0: Interesting. And so, what are you looking to do with this work?
1: We're looking at trying to understand whether the age you become sexually mature influences the age at which you go through reproductive aging. Um, So, we're going to be using mice as a model who also show reproductive aging, although kind of in a different way. And we're going to see whether if we can delay. Sexual maturity in mice. Whether we can also extend their reproductive lifespan.
0: Interesting. Can you see any evidence that these two are related—the sexual maturity and the, um, I guess the menopause?
1: Yeah. So um, there is various different bits of evidence. Um, so. If you um, if you take probably the best one is if you take mice and you restrict how much food they can eat quite strongly, so you restrict the amount of calories they can eat from very early in life before they become sexually mature, they won't go through sexual maturity. They'll delay their sexual maturity for quite a long period of time if you then give them abundant food later in life, they regain their reproductive abilities that they can actually reproduce for much, much longer in life. So they have an almost doubling of their reproductive lifespan because of going through those reduced calories early in life. So that sort of hints that maybe, you know, that reg- those reduced calories delay their sexual maturity. Um, but we don't know whether it's some other effect of, you know, having greatly reduced nutrition early in life so we're kind of trying to uncouple those things look at delaying sexual maturity directly um through um neuroscience approaches where we kind of manipulate cells in the brain that control fertility um, and then we're seeing whether that will delay reproductive aging
0: mike some people listening may be feeling a bit uncomfortable about this uh, um maybe feeling like you're messing with nature
1: I mean, we're trying to understand the basic um, mechanisms that kind of influence reproductive ageing. And there may also be some flexibility in these kind of things in nature as well. So if you look across different species, then animals show massive differences in their rates of sexual maturity. So these kind of things have been selected upon. You know, mice go through sexual maturity very early and they also have a short lifespan. Humans go through sexual maturity very late and we actually live much longer. Then you then have species like some Greenland sharks, for example, they don't, go, they don't go through sexual maturity until they're 100 years of age, but then they can actually live until they're 500 years of age. So this kind of trade-off between sexual maturity and lifespan is actually molded by our natural environment and natural um, selection. I was actually on your show in March talking about some other research that we conducted looking at olfactory cues in mice, and we published a paper showing that if you take female mice, and you expose them to the odors of other females, they delay their sexual maturity and they can actually live longer. So actually sexual maturity is quite a malleable thing. Um, Humans, as an example, have a much um, earlier sexual maturity now than we did sort of a hundred years ago. And so, you know, I think it is kind of, um, a biologically relevant, important thing to understand because sexual maturity does vary in different contexts.
0: I remember that conversation, by the way. It was fascinating. People can find it on our website. Uh, you, if you searched Michael's name, Garrett, G-A-R-R-A-T-T, uh, you'll be able to find it. What might the benefits be then, Mike, if you have a breakthrough?
1: Well, so I mean, at the moment, we're really trying to understand the basic underlying mechanisms. So why reproductive ageing occurs. We're trying to understand whether particular cells in the brain can control that. And so it's very, very much at an early stage. But understanding those mechanisms might sort of, if we see what's causing that connection between sexual maturity and reproductive aging, then we might potentially be able to harness that system um, in other ways to try and improve health later in life, treat symptoms of menopause. It's really discovery research, but we don't know where those kind of applications might lead us.
0: Good stuff. Well, congratulations on getting this funding, and we look forward to our next conversation with you, Mike. Thanks, Jeffy. Nice to see to you, Dr. Mike Garrett, on extending the reproductivity of women, extending the or well, increasing the longevity of reproductivity. It's a lot of long words.